What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. All right, all right. Continuing this examination of Paul and while he's in prison and hit through his letter uh, to the Philippians that he wrote. And it was quite interesting, quite, quite interesting. And we're in verse 19, and I want to pick up right there. It says, yes, and I will continue to rejoice, or maybe it didn't start there. Maybe it says, for I know, and then they should have started at it. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I do not know. I like that he said this one part in particular. He says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed but we'll have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. In life or in death? In life or in death? I am not going to allow this situation to deter me. I'm not going to let it deter me. Just picking up where we left off, we talking about God being, God having, or God being the reason, or God, rather, sorry, I'm sorry, God, I'm getting twice twisted. God being advanced, not me. Last week, God being advanced, not me. What are we What are we discussing habitually? What have we been discussing habitually is trusting God's process. Trusting God's process. Regardless of the circumstance, I'm going to trust that God is working in me and fulfilling in me his divine purpose. It's going to come into completion. It's going to come into completion. And to encourage today is by looking at Paul's life and using this one little line, I will have courage. I will have courage. I will have courage to stand. Regardless of the situation, I will have courage. It's all about displaying that sense of courage, the sense of courage. When it doesn't look like things are going to go your way, when it doesn't look like things are going to be the best for you. You have no idea. When you may not control your faith, you're going to have courage. Courage to do it. Courage to continue to exalt God in your body. You're going to have courage. When everybody around you is discouraging you, you're going to have courage right in the midst. You're going to have courage. You're not going to allow the situation to get you down. And that's, that's pretty much it. But I like to consider, I was thinking about Peter. Right after they had Peter in, uh, let me see, I'm going to go there. I'm actually going to turn this over in Acts. And it says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple, and they healed this man that sat there. He was a beggar. 
And they told him, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, give thee unto thee. And they, they told the man to rise up and walk. And there was an uproar right after that. And not soon after that, Peter and, let me see, I think it was John. That was the only reason why I went there. Yeah, Peter and John. Not soon after that, they were arrested, right? And then they were in prison, right? And then, or, or they were arrested, they were, they were mauled. They weren't arrested yet. They were mauled. And the group told them to stop preaching in this, this name Jesus. They told him to stop. And then there was a conversation, Jesus, not Peter, but Jesus, but Peter, Peter asked, he said, whom shall we obey? God. We, whom should we obey? God rather than man. And that's who we're going to, I'm paraphrasing that, of course. He said, we shall obey God rather than man. They told him to stop preaching in that, this Jesus, name of Jesus. Stop doing that. Who, who shall we obey? We should obey God rather than man. We're going to have the courage, just as Paul is saying, to obey God rather than man. Regardless of the situation, regardless of what is coming my way, regardless of what's trying to deter me from that, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to have the courage to obey God rather than man. Regardless of the death coming my way, regardless. Death is coming my way. It doesn't matter. I'm going to have the courage to obey God rather than man. Simple as that. That's the whole message. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. That is it. That is all I have to say to you is that regardless of what's going on around you, regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what's coming against you, stand in courage to have that stand. Stand and have the courage to say, you know what? I choose God. I choose God. Because I want to advance God. Because I want God to advance through me. Because I trust that God, what he started in me, whenever I, whenever, even before I came to the knowledge or came into the realization that he was with me, before I came into it, he was working things together for my good. He was, he was building me and, and shaping me just as the potter, shaping me for his righteousness. He was trying to get me to, he was coercing me, right, into his life so that I can follow his direction, so that I can become the very thing that he's always wanted me to be, the very thing he's always wanted me to be, connected with him, connected with him, right? Because at the end of the day, that's where we're going. We're going back to him, right? At the end of the day, that's where we're going. Right now, we're on this journey. We're pilgriming. Right? Just like the children of Israel, it's this constant story, this, this repetitive story, this repetitive journey that we can keep talking about. The children of Israel coming up out of Egypt, going to this land where God has promised them, going to, to this land was the land, right? What God was taking them to was to worship him. He was taking them to this place to worship him. And he couldn't do that right there in Egypt, right? Because their minds weren't there. Their minds were in this place of, we have this other Lord, and we got to do what this other Lord wants us to do. What did Jesus say? You can't serve two masters. So what he had to do, he had to separate them. And it was a journey. It took a minute, right? It took a minute, right? Because he, he, they, they all, not everybody was ready. And that, that correlates to what? That correlates to us. Not every part of us is ready to submit. Not every part of us. Parts of us is but not every part of us. What do you mean by that? But there are parts of us, there are parts of us that we're not yet yielding to God. I'm trying, I'm trying. I, 
I can yield this part of myself to God. I can yield that part of myself. See, I have the courage to stand and talk in certain aspects, but then in other aspects, eh, not so much. I don't have the courage yet. I, I don't have the courage for God to be exalted yet. Yeah, I can, I, if somebody's going to kill me for talking about God, oh, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. But if God's gonna, somebody's going to put me down, I can't talk to God about them. No, nah, can't talk to God with, with you because you're putting me down. See, see it's, 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 God is removing us from that, from those thoughts, wanting to be uplifted when somebody's putting you down. That's different. If I'm beating you with something physically, oh, I can, make, I can take that. Oh, okay, I know you're beating me because I'm for God. I have the courage to take that. But when I'm being verbally abused, I don't have the courage to take that. I don't have the courage to take that. When, when, when I'm being uplifted and praised, oh, yes, I feel high and mighty. I feel good about myself. I feel great. And, and I cover that up with, oh, I can talk to you about God until, until the praise goes away. Then it's like, oh, I can't talk to you about God anymore because you took your praise away from me. So now, now, rather than me talking to you about God when you praising me, rather I just allow you to just uplift me and I don't uplift God because, because I want your praise. I, then it becomes I don't have the courage to talk, to talk amongst people that praise me about God. No, I can't do it because I, I don't want people to turn their eyes at me and say, oh, I'm one of them people. Like just as just as what he was saying to they, the, the the Sanhedrin or whoever they were, the mall when they talked to Peter and John, just as they told them to stop preaching in this name, Jesus, like, oh, we're gonna imprison you, just that in the third. You should and then Peter says, Who should we obey? Man or God? See, I can't do things for people, right? I can't do it in the light of people in either position. If they're putting me down or if they're praising me, I still can't. I still can't. I have to have the courage in front of both, whether it's in praises or in, or in ridicules. I have to have the courage to say, no, it's not about me when you're praising me. It's about God. I had nothing to do with that. God did it. When, when Paul shook the snake off his hand, I had nothing to do with that. God did it. It has nothing to do with me. I'm not, the, I'm not a God. No, I'm not a god, and no, I didn't do anything sinful for the snake to bite me. The snake just bit me because I rattled his home. I, 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 he thought I was coming for his home because I grabbed his wood. He got upset. <laughs> he reacted out of anger and fear. He thought he was under attack. It had nothing to do with me. He thought I was attacking him. If you had grabbed him, he would have bit you too. I mean, the outcome may have been a little different. <laughs> but, but for me, no. No, I wasn't in the wrong. I was just grabbing wood so we can, you know, so I could put it on the fire. We're happy. And then he bit. I shook him off. We're good. Everything is good. God got me. God is taking care of me. In other words, I'm going to have the courage. I'm going to have the courage. Through it all, I'm going to have the courage. Simply that. Simply that. Whether, whether people are, are, are following me or not. Right? Whether people are, are coming in and saying, you know, Corey, I, I just love how you minister or, or, or not. I'm not talking about me, but I'm just saying. I'm going to have the courage. If I have to talk to myself all the time about God, <laughs> I'm going to have the courage to do so. If nobody else agrees with me about me following God, I'm going to have the courage to do so. I have to have the courage whether I'm liked, 
whether I'm loved, whether I'm supported, whether I am uh, forgot, forsaken, I'm going to have the courage. I'm going to have the courage to do what? Exalt God in my body. In my body, I'm going to exalt God. I'm going to exalt God, whether I'm getting promoted, whether I'm getting demoted. I'm going to exalt God. Whether the children love me, whether they don't love me, I'm going to exalt God. Whether my spouse wants me or my spouse doesn't want me, I'm going to exalt God. Right there in the midst, I'm going to exalt God because, because he's always been there for me. I have no reason to not be there for him. Why would I change when he's exalting me, when, when he's directing me into a place that, that I can't fathom how good it is for me? I can't even fathom it. But I can't allow something that is no longer than the, the end of my nose prevent me from getting to, that, to the end of this journey. And when I say no longer than the end of my nose, because that's how short it is, right? That's how short things that are happening to you are. That's, the, that's how short it is. It doesn't go beyond your nose. And why do I say beyond your nose? Because you keep looking at you. You're not looking beyond you. When you start looking beyond you, then you see how your courage is affecting everybody else. What did he say over in Philippians? If I live, then it's for your benefit. It's for your benefit. Why? Because I continue to be able to be that example you need me to be. You get to see me as the example. What example? This godly example, setting a trend, setting a trend for you and others to be more and more like God, not like me, not like Paul, but more and more like God, right? Having the courage to advance God versus themselves. Having that same courage, exemplifying that same courage. Now think about that. Because the more people that are doing that, the less people there are to hinder you, right? Not that that is the goal, but if you do think about it, the more people that are walking encouraged to exalt God, the less people there are to discourage you from God. I'm just saying, you want more people on your team than you want against you. Right. So then when you're not walking in that courage, right, when you're not walking in that courage, when you're allowing people to discourage you, right, then the, the opposite happens. Now you're discouraged. Now other people are discouraged. Think about that. If your leader went around walking around talking defeated, then how is that going to affect you? Notice I said your leader. If they're your leader and they're discouraged and they're defeated, then you're going to walk around discouraged. And defeated. Yes, I said you as a leader. I'm sitting, sitting, saying you, me, us as leaders. We're all leaders in our own right. We're all leaders. Why? God is in us. Christ is in us. Christ is a leader. If Christ is living in us, dwelling in us, then we're all leaders. We're all leading one another, right? Our leadership by encouraging others, having the courage to encourage others when we are going through something. Because how else are they going to know what to do? If I've never been through anything, how can I encourage somebody else to press through if I've never gone through? All I can tell them to do is, yeah, 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 it's going to be good, but I don't have that actual witness. I've never witnessed it. But if I've witnessed it, if I've seen the glory, if I've seen the fruit, that's why Paul can encourage them. That's why Paul can say, I'm going to walk in curse. What do I choose? I don't know because I know I've been through so many things and I've gotten through so many things. Notice that I've gotten through. I've made it through so many things. 
so I know how to direct the traffic. That's why he would make a, a, a proclamation of follow me as I follow Christ because he's done it and he's witnessed the fruit of doing it, right? Getting to that level, right? Having that mindset. Notice that, like, like being there. You've done it so many times. You press through so many times, even to just get back into another something, but you press through so many times, you could make the proclamation that follow me as I follow Christ. I've knocked Paul so many times for that, but tonight he, this, he gets a pass tonight, just this one night, because it makes sense in that sense. I've gone through so many times and seen God do it so many times. And I am here to encourage you to do the same so many times. Basically, follow my example. I've done it. You can do it. You can do it, too. You can do it, too. And that's the light. Like, that's the beauty of looking at Paul in this situation because of his situation, because of where he was in this situation, being in prison, saying that, hey, hey, his prayer, his hope was that, yes, yes, that he would get out of the situation that he was in. That was his prayer. That was his hope. Them praying for him, him lining up with them praying, them coming together in, in uh, agreement, touching and agreeing, <laughs> even though he was in prison. Knowing that God's provision and spirit in Christ, that he was going to be delivered. It would turn out for his deliverance. But, but notice, I love it. His deliverance, in, in some forms of fashion, was his death. Because he no longer had to suffer through what he was going through any longer. That is a form of deliverance. Right? It is, and, and and you know, I know, you know. A lot of times we may not look at it, we may not look at it as that, but that's what it is. It's a form of deliverance. It's like a lot of times we put that on people after they suffered so much from being sick, but in this case, suffering so much for doing what God is wanting you to do, because you have the courage to continue to choose Christ. Think about that. Try that on for some. Having the courage to choose Christ. In situations that are against you so much, that you're suffering so much, God says, okay, I'm going to now deliver you from this through death. I'm going to deliver this you through, you deliver you from this through death. Now, I don't have that kind of pressure on me. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I ain't going through anything where death would actually like take me out of some situation. It ain't that bad for me. And, and notice, we get, please get what I'm saying, too. It's not that bad. Like, God hadn't put that much weight on me. There is a lot that I'm going through. Yes, there is a lot. But it's not so much that it's like, man, death actually is, would, would be because my suffering is so bad. It's not. I ain't suffering like that. <laughs> this little stuff, I, I can have the courage to. You know what, what it is? You know what it is? It's just me choosing less of me. That's all. That's, that's the extent of my suffering. Choosing less of me. Corey, if you just choose less of you, 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 it wouldn't be so difficult. And maybe, maybe, maybe I could get you over here in this place where Paul was, where now you got other people putting pressure on you. Not that other people aren't, but I'm talking about to that extent. To that extent. To the extent to where I am now, like, pressing myself to have courage physically, right? This is a physical thing, you know what I mean? Like, like and I ain't saying, like, he's lifting weights physical, but I'm saying, like, Every day he has to make this decision amongst a group of people that are physically mauling him. Now you think about that, physically being mauled, physically being mauled and not 
You know, you know how I am. I want to swing on somebody. And I, I have, I'm having to restrain myself in, in the skill set that I think that I have when it comes to fighting. I'm having to hold that back versus just holding back my tongue versus just biting my tongue. Now, some would say, yeah, they're, they're equally as tough. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's easier for me to say, nah, I ain't going to say this to you than for me to say when I'm getting punched in my face. <laughs> when I'm getting stoned to me to say, I ain't going to pick this rock up and throw that thing back at your butt because you just hit me in my face with that. And I know, and, and yes, it, it, it's very much so debatable when you got people saying things to you. But I don't even have people saying things to me in that life to where I want to curse them out. It's, I don't curse, but I'm just saying to where I want to talk bad to them. No, usually it's just them saying things to me that I don't like. But they said something I don't like. Here we go again. What? Right? Here we go again. Because I keep looking more at me than I am God. If I would just take my focus off the extent that, and here we go, the end of my nose, if I just move my focus from the end of my nose and see it outward, I would probably see that they have a problem. And I may, just may, have the anecdote. I just may have their cure. I just may. If I would just stop looking at myself. If I would just, for one second, Stop looking at me and have the courage. Have the courage. I'm going to stop talking. I know I've talked quite a bit, but I, and just have the courage to share with them something that I have that may help. And that could be any little thing. It could be anything, right? It could be any form, any word. It could be anything that I might have. It could be a response to them that may rock their world. It could be something that they said to me and then I took it. And I heard a comedian say, I boxed it up and I wrapped it up and, and, and I blessed them with it. Just what they said to me. I blessed them. And they were trying to be funny. But I'm being serious. I wrapped it up. I gift wrapped it. And I gave it back to them in Jesus. <laughs> I just gave it back in Jesus. Not what they did, but, but, but a reverse of what they did. And they were not expecting it. Like, whoa, okay. I don't know what to say to that. But, okay. But it doesn't matter, right? It's just interrupting their flow now. They were trying to interrupt my flow. You know what? Now I'm going to interrupt your flow. Works the same way. What you going to do about it? And we can just keep interrupting each other's flow, right? And I'm going to have the courage to do so. But that's all I have. I mean, you know, and we're just going to continue to examine uh, this uh, this letter and how Paul really recognized how to encourage himself that 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 light that truth of him encouraging himself to encourage others right that's the tool I'm encouraging myself just so I can encourage because I want them to be on the same team as me that's it. Appreciate you guys calling in. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.